Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. Hi, everybody. This is Todd Krieger. Uh, Today, I'm talking to you about rebuilding intimacy, nurturing emotional and physical connection after infidelity. So I've been talking uh, about infidelity quite a bit lately, partly because it's what I do a lot, even though it's not the only thing I do with individuals and couples. It's what I do an awful lot. And uh, also because I, uh, as I've said in other videos, that I've developed um, a deep understanding of the complexity of why infidelity happens. And, you know, we have a tendency to put make people into bad guys and good guys. But since I've been immersed in this for years and years, decades, probably, uh, you, I can't look at it that way, that there's not a good guy and a bad guy. It, it's, it's not um, so black and white. And uh, never, ever, ever do I mean that the person who's betrayed is the person who is even 1% responsible for the choices of the person who betrayed. It's the choices of the betrayed 100% of the betrayer. I'm sorry. I always I get confused with that. 100% the responsibility of the person who did the cheating, who had the secret. But it doesn't mean that person's a villain. And it doesn't mean that the person who was the victim of infidelity is only a victim. We have to think more complex. So why I'm bringing this up when I talk about uh, developing, rebuilding intimacy and emotional and physical intimacy and sexuality is that this can only proceed when we see the complexity and depth of each person. Uh, now, I have seen, you know, working with uh, people where there's been just a recent discovery, they call me the next day or a few days later or a week later, and they're still in shock. And some there's different sexual responses to that. One is a total close down, which we all could understand. The person just, the person who's betrayed sees it and their whole life is shattered for now. And they just shut down and there's no intimacy, no, definitely no sexual intimacy maybe not even much emotional intimacy. There's a a time to heal the person's wounds who was betrayed and the person who was discovered is maybe feeling shame, uh, definitely panic because doesn't want the relationship to end, which isn't always the case, but mostly is the case. Uh, And so I've seen that. I've also seen a pretty immediate upsurge in their sex life. Uh, I've seen people really start to have intense sexuality and a lot of it. I don't trust that, and neither should you. Uh, It typically uh, comes from an experience of fear on both person's ends. Um, Maybe the one good thing is to recognize that we have something precious and we don't want to lose it. So it can lead to this increase of sexuality. So there's the fear aspect of it, and there's also the, oh my God, I don't want to lose you aspect of it. Also partly fear, but also partly recognizing, wow, what we have here, I don't want to lose it. 
but typically that gives way to another period of slowing down, the reality sinks in, and a lot of pain has that got to be dealt with. It's a shock to the system. And now when the person is coming out of the shock and starting to experience their feelings, uh, they they recognize that um, I can't keep acting with you like everything's great because it is far from great. So that's typical if that happens with some couples. Some is a immediate shutdown. Some it's this incredible limerence and sexuality and then leads to uh, a definite shutdown. So um, what I want to say, though, is uh, the question really is, how does a couple build healthy intimacy, conversational, emotional, physical, for the long term after infidelity is discovered? Now, in some ways, the couple is the same as they were before, right? It's the same couple, same two people. Now they've been through this crisis of infidelity, but the same two people. But in some ways, they're not the same people. This is a whole, there's been a discovery. It's not just the discovery of the infidelity, it's the discovery that this person's capable of doing the infidelity. And the person who was betrayed is discovering things about him or her that um, maybe didn't realize before. So in many ways, you're going to be a new couple. So even though you're the same couple, then in many ways, you're a new couple that needs to start a whole new relationship post-infidelity discovery. So thinking of it that way, that it's a whole new relationship, we want to act sexually and intimacy like we would in a whole new relationship. It's probably best to slow down. Probably is best to start by getting to know each other. Because there's things, obviously, that you're discovering about yourselves and each other that you didn't before, or that you ignored before, uh, which we do oftentimes unconsciously. But my point is that we're starting to get to know each other. That's what we're here to do. So when we start to get to know each other, the, the words that come to me is empathy and attunement. Empathy is the ability to get a sense of what the other person is experiencing. Attunement is what happens when the other person gets a sense of, you get me, you understand me. That's why it's so important to attune to our children, because children need to get the experience, you get me, you get that I'm scared, you get that I'm excited, you get that I'm happy, you get that I'm whatever. As a couple, we need to practice empathy and attunement. Not always easy to do without a professional like me, or at least a program, or at least um, some videos or articles or whatever. But And I do help couples a lot with developing that attunement and empathy. What's in the way of attunement and empathy is our own pain and our own reaction to the pain. I shouldn't say our pain, our reaction to the pain. My job is to help couples make sure that their connection that they have with each other is stronger than their pain, so that empathy and attunement can happen. Doesn't mean that they don't have pain, but that the pain doesn't take over and shift them into fight or flight or freeze, but that they stay present for each other. Um, So that's when empathy can truly begin. It's when attunement can truly begin. So this is what happens in healthy dating in a way you're dating each other. 
this is where you can discover, though, because you're not really people that just met each other and dating. You are people that, in a way, it's like a whole new relationship, but in another way, that you have a past. So what happens with couples is they do need to talk about the matters at hand, the pain. They can't run from it. They need to learn. The person who did the betrayal has to tune in to the other person and listen and, and, and understand. Sexual intimacy starts with emotional intimacy for many people, but especially after a crisis of infidelity, to have good intimacy in the long term, you need to have an emotional attunement behind it. So you're tuned into each other. The person who was betrayed also likewise is tuning into what's behind the the, the decision making of that. What 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 do I need to learn about you? You know, what what happened? Of course, I talk a lot about that in the program I'm doing, Healing Infidelity from the Inside Out, uh, uh, that that it's all about helping people understand how developmental trauma, attachment deficits, I'm not going to get into all that today, can oftentimes be the unconscious culprits in the decision to act out. So, but it's important to discover that with each other. And like I say, sometimes it might, this is a step that might require some professional assistance. Um, and so, uh, so again, the, the healthy sexuality occurs best in, in an atmosphere where you both feel understood by each other at the deepest possible levels. And this establishes a foundation that you may not have had before. Maybe you had it before, but not as, as good as you're about to have it here. And that's really possible. When a couple has the intent to tune into each other with empathy and to deeply explore each other, that creates a phenomenal foundation. And that foundation now uh, gives you sort of like um, the platform to do some more sexual exploration with each other to create a sexual adventure because there's a solid foundation. You're not just doing it out of reaction to what happened you're doing it out of a base of, I understand you, I get you more. Now, you should always expect that there will not be smooth sailing, that you can have um, a wonderful, connected sex life. You've been nurturing each other. You've been tuned into each other. But triggers happen. And when triggers happen, as they almost inevitably do, there might be a shutdown a little bit. There has to be patience on both partners for that to happen and to go back to empathy and attunement, even if there's a lack of sexual connection for a while. Uh, That's very important. That continues building the foundation that got you to having some of that healthy sexuality, that more of a sexual exploration to start off with. These are times when you can continue to look at what might not have been brought up in the past. This is not a time to get impatient. It's not a time to be comfortable, in a sense. you got to continue to get out of your comfort zone, continue to be tuning into the other person, not, and um, not take each other for granted, which, of course, is sometimes what happens. We just get lazy. We don't communicate the things that we need to communicate and we stop exploring. Maybe we didn't even know to do it, but now you do. You know the importance of consistent tuning into each other. So you don't want to take anything for granted. 
So beyond the crisis of this infidelity, there are opportunities to dig in, to go deeper, access your courage and aliveness to have a more a robust, emotionally intimate and sexually intimate relationship than you had before. And then the last thing I want to say is that you want to cherish your partner. Cherish, regard your partner as someone who has needs, who has wants, who you're going to make a priority. This is the kind of the wake-up call to make your partner a priority. Your partner feels cherished when you make your partner a priority. So this is just what I wanted to say about how to, to have the beginnings and the continuings of a healthy sexual uh, and intimate uh, relationship with your partner after infidelity. Like I said, it's it's a time to be courageous. It's a time to be willing to get out of your comfort zones. And it's a it's a willingness to cherish each other, to to recognize what you have and to build it, to co-create it. You're not a good guy and a bad guy. You're not thinking that simply you're recognizing the complexity and you're doing everything you can to build a deeper, more attuned relationship. Thank you. That's what I wanted to say. This is Todd Krieger, making the world safe for love. Thanks for listening. That's it for today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity Podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. For free resources and materials, head over to toddkrieger.com. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you.